0: Champion, I'm willing to go to his turf in Atlantic City, I'm going to step on him,
1: I'm going to crush him, y'all can mark my work in it, his... and I'll come in your backyard, maybe for that part, man, I'm pound for pound, the baddest man throwing
2: down. No matter what you did, how hard you trained, what weight you lift. I am the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. That means I'm the best of the best.
1: What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jay and Beary Boxing Podcast here in the Colt of Ramble Ranch in the Rambling Game Man Studios. I'm the one and only Whiskey Jay, the cult leader himself, the man of many monikers. We got a lot to talk about. Shakur Stevenson, one-sided decision win over Oscar Valdez. Is he the next Floyd? The next Andre? The next Crawford? The next big thing? We'll talk about that tonight. And it's fight week for Canelo Bivel on pay-per-view, but it's not pay-per-view. It's the Zone pay-per-view, and many other boxing news, boxing topics, boxing everything. But you guys know I don't do this by myself. I got my co-host. He's ready to go. His phone is buzzing like a pimp. The one and only beer in the motherfucking house. beer <laughs> I was born ready. Payday. Hey, Payday. Hey, hey, I day. know that. What's
2: <laughs> going so no, on, man? Good man. Didn't Gabriel say he missed that? Uh, you know that intro, Mike? My- <laughs>
1: you know, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I was born ready. There you go, Gabriel. There we go, man. <laughs> there you go. Just for you, buddy. Just for you. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Gabriel. He was a good sport. For, oh, uh, man. Last Saturday night's yeah. uh, Whittier Fight Club episode yep. we did for Shakur Stevenson versus uh, Oscar Valdez, yep. but also Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. Oh, man. Woo! You're...
2: God damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was fucking... That was, what a fight. What?
1: Fight
2: of the year? Fight of the year, candidate for sure.
1: That was the year candidate. Fire the
2: year candidate for sure.
1: That I don't think I've seen a good fight like that in a while. I don't I'm sorry to rephrase that. I don't think I've ever been excited to watch a fight like that where I'm yelling at the TV. Like anybody who tuned in to uh mm-hmm. to our live telecast yeah. so that you saw me, I'm yelling at the TV, I'm jumping up and oh, down. Oh man, I'm, I'm pulling my hair out. Cause yeah. I'm I'm like box, box, box. Yep. And you know, it, it was a I, it's been a while since I've actually experienced that type of emotion in the boxing match. Yeah. Those it's, are the type of fights we like to see, you know. And those that's those are the type of fights that puts boxing on the map. Yep. When someone goes, "Oh, boxing is a boring sport. or boxing's dying. MMA is flourishing." It's fights like this, right? They remind the general public that boxing is not dead and it's it's alive. Yep. It just it's just that we we showcase fights that we we shouldn't and and we allow fights that shouldn't be made. Yeah to happen that's the thing that's
2: basically what it is yeah
1: you know amanda Amanda serrano katie taylor was a prime example when he put two of the best women in the division in their prime at the same level who elevate their game oh yeah and you saw that you saw both women elevate their game you know i I heard a lot of people say oh amanda serrano should have won because she throw this many punches i want to i (laughs) want to debunk (laughs) i want to debunk that yeah if boxing was was about who threw the most punches. Uh huh. Best believe a lot of people would be on the Very true. Antonio Margarita would probably be the would probably have broken a lot of records. Yep. Because I think uh, people forget Antonio Margarita versus uh, Joshua Claudia was the most ever punches ever thrown in a 12 round boxing match yep. in welterweight to history. I know, right? Paul Williams was throwing almost 90 punches, so 100 punches around. Manny, yep. Manny Pacquiao averaged 70 punches around. If you're talking about punches being thrown and landed, best believe a lot of fighters would be undefeated. <laughs> a lot of fighters would have a lot of fighters wouldn't have would have a lot of losses. Pretty much. But it's not that. It's based on no. a on a boxing uh fundamental of yeah. defending ring generalship and attacking. True, very true. Not about, you know, oh, I, I've always hated when people go, Oh, he threw the most punches, he should have won it. That's not how it goes. That's not how it goes, no. That's not how it goes, man. That's no. not how it goes. It's it's ring generalship, clean, mm-hmm. effective punching, yeah. and uh, I forgot what the last one was. I
2: get what you mean. I feel like sometimes you can someone make someone someone the argument, but it's not always, not always. Like, and actually, it's almost never.
1: <laughs> well, the only time it actually matters when you're throwing a lot of you know, punches if you mm-hmm. if you're fighting against a guy like uh, like Oscar Valdez was throwing had that peekable style. Yeah. Yes. You know, he just had his he you know, had both of his gloves up, and Shakur was chopping him. So of course the punch that showed Shakur Stevenson threw more punches mm-hmm. and landed more punches in that twelve round fight. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. You know, when he fought Winky Wright, you had to be a volume puncher to get him you out you of the way. You had to, yeah. You know, uh, here was different. And Amanda Serrano threw a lot of punches, missed a lot of punches too. Let's not let's yeah. not get this twisted. Um Amanda Serrano did a great job, hell of a hell of a fighter. Yeah. Shitty trainer she has. Yeah. Dirt bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wanna be Goldberg? The, 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 uh, wanna be or, Goldberg? <laughs> Whatever the Goldberg look like, something like that. <laughs> like if I order Goldberg from Wish, that's is what I get. You know, but she missed a lot of punches. Yeah. You know, I, I think people are like, oh, she threw a lot. But she missed a lot. He made her nose bleed. Well, she was bleeding too.
2: <laughs> she was bleeding too.
1: But that's not take away from, both the, from that. No. Both women put on a hell of a show. They really did. And they deserve every praise they're getting. Yeah. Um I said if uh, on the telecast to you and Gabriel can't wait for the rematch.
2: Me too. I Me too. I can't wait for that rematch. I can't wait for the rematch. I, I like I told you I don't, I've I've never I've not seen that many uh women's boxing really honestly. Mm. Not many. This was the first one that holy shit. Yeah. I was glued to the TV. And I was invested into it. I was really, and really, really enjoying. it. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the other one, other ones. You know, women's boxing is pretty fucking good, man. If you, and anyone who has not really seen it, you know, treat yourself. They're they're really fucking good. I feel like sometimes they're even more vicious than the men. Yeah. Um. But this, the fight that happened last Saturday night, holy shit! So far, the best one I've seen so far.
1: I uh, I can't agree with I. I mean, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Gonna get you, yeah. Yeah. I think it was one of the best fights so far this year.
2: Definitely one of the best, yeah. Fight of
1: the year. I think or, it should be nominated for fight of f- the year. Fight of the year, yes. I think if by the end of the year this is not fight of the year candidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canada, I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of people have to re-eval- re reevaluate what fight of the year is then. I agree. And also, this put a, a good case for women to fight three minute rounds. Yeah, no, that that
2: is so true. We always mention in these these fights
1: because yeah. this fight could have been over for Katie Taylor if this was a 3 round fight.
2: I know right, if they had that extra minute. Who, who would have who who knows
1: what would have happened if they got that extra minute. It's that what if. Right? What if? What that? if? Fuck. But shout out to Amanda Serrano and yes. Katie Taylor, great job. Great great um, job. Again, I know they're talking about a rematch. probably, mm-hmm. probably happen in Ireland.
2: Probably. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Maybe back
1: to MSG? <clears throat> Hopefully. I mm-hmm. the fight I with uh fuck, I'm stuttering. Did you? I think I heard that almost a million people tuned in. Apparently,
2: 1.5 million people tuned in. Can
1: I throw this out right now?
2: Yeah, go ahead. I think I know why, but yeah,
1: the zone never throws numbers out. Right. Exactly. Uh the time that they've been in business, I've never heard them throw numbers out.
2: Never, right? I don't. Th- no, you're right. Since they launched this shit, mm, I can't remember they said, "Wow, they did good numbers." I never saw any of that shit at all. So. Yeah.
1: What does that tell you? Uh, it, it says something. Man. <laughs> the fact that the the not even for Canelo fight, like, like right, the, not even for Canelo's canelo fight. <laughs> last fight against Billy Joe Sanders, they didn't even come out and be like, oh yeah, they did this, this many views on the No, <laughs> not even uh, for Ryan Garcia, who's you know the whole telecast they spend talking about eight million followers. No, right. we're <laughs> nowhere. nowhere. Like yeah, well his his first fight back against Togo did half a million people. No, nothing, nothing.
2: Yeah, apparently his eight billion followers weren't watching him.
1: Well, a million something people tuned in to watch two women select. Yeah. Up. Well, it made sense because if you watch the ESPN, <laughs> ESPN, I, I'll give credit to ESPN; <laughs> they did not want to go toe to toe. No, with them. they did not. They were like, okay, let's let the women go first, and then when they're done, people can tune into the main event, and that's yeah, what we did. That's what happened. You know, and shit. Let's get into it. Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Valdez. Yeah. I thought, I thought Shakur was going to get the ninth round TKL. I thought that um, his skill set was just way better. Yeah. He was going to chop this mm-hmm. guy down and that Oscar was going to be too tough for his own good. And most yeah. likely the ref or the the trainer, Eddie Reynoso, was going to throw in the towel. And yeah. you and Gabriel had a decision. Decision. You you and Gabriel were right.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, wasn't surprised that, you know, again, the guy has heart. So I knew he was going to make it to the 12th round. And I gotta admit, man, that was just very. I mean, you you always ta- you always said it right. Like when the, when the fighter loses, they shouldn't really interview him. No, they shouldn't. Or maybe at least not that long. Fuck, man, I just kept saying like, leave him alone. I said he yeah. he wants he wants to go back to the locker room already. I said I, yeah. I- but no shame, really. He 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 did everything he could, man. He did everything he could. So I feel like not much not much of a shame. But I knew he was gonna make it. Yes, there were a couple rounds. I think he put him down, right. Fire yeah, what round. I r I kinda thought maybe that was the end. I thought Shakur Stevenson smelled blood and he was an attack, but
1: he hang in there. Valdez hang in there. Valdez hung in there because he has heart. Mm-hmm. Valdez was outclassed, outboxed, you know, but not out you know, but Valdez still had heart. And you can't mm-hmm. take nothing away with that. I take away anything from Valdez. But Shakur was a better man that night. Yeah. You know, I, I, like I said to myself, I said it last on the telecast last Saturday. Um, Oscar should have thrown more punches in the beginning. He should have been first. Kept saying but that, right? Yep. Shakur may have been doing something to have Shakur, have Oscar think twice about think twice it. Think twice about it, yeah. That's how good this kid is. But I want to get into it. Like I said, c- congratulations to Shakur Stevens. Yeah. He is now the unified Congrats. WBC and WBO junior lightweight champion of the world. Think he won the Ring magazine? I could be wrong, right? He's also the lineal champ. Lineal champ. But I want to get into this too because uh, I kind of been sitting on I've been sitting on this for a minute. Yeah. He says he would beat Floyd. Of course,
2: he even said he'd beat
1: Canelo. Now, a lot of people, some take offense to that, and I've always said, well, of course you're supposed to feel that way. You're supposed to feel the top of the world. You're supposed to feel you can beat King Kong. Not Ortiz, but King Kong the Yeah, the, I get you the fictional monster. <laughs> You're supposed to think that. This is boxing, you know. No, 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 no boxer's gonna be like, well, I don't know if that, I can beat this guy. No one's gonna say that. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Call me a Floyd Mayweather lover, Flomo, whatever you guys want to call me. Mm-hmm. And I know people are gonna, here we go again. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been it's it's been a minute since I've been on my Floyd shit. Yeah, it has been actually. Floyd Mayweather, 130 pounds was a beast. was a beast. It, a beast. it would have not allowed a guy like Oscar Valdez to survive. Fuck no. Shakur is talented. I said it on the telecast, and I know Gabriel kept rolling his eyes on me going, oh, I don't know how. <laughs> he's next level shit. Like, yeah. This guy, at 23 years old, he's accomplishing this right now. Sky's the limit as long as he keeps his nose clean. Yes. Are we in agreement? I agree. At 23 years old, you're supposed to think you're the best fighter in the world. Of course. At 23, you did what you needed to do. But no way should people you should believe that. You're the boxer. You should believe that. that, let, me, that yes? let me get this straight before, yeah. I, before I continue that. I don't want people to think, well, well that you're contradicting yourself here, Whiskey. No, no, no. You should feel that way. You know, you've gotten and proved it. You know, you're undefeated. Your record proves it. You've you've stepped up in competition the last couple of times. Yeah. You proved it. But for the fans, yeah. Get off the fucking train right now, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a, I, I love Shakur. Yeah. I love him. I, I like watching him. I've been following his career. I, I know you were shocked and Gabriel was shocked when I threw out some shit about him, you know, about facts that I knew. Like, I've been following this kid be, before the Olympics. I knew what this kid was about. Yeah. I even said he has the pedigree. But I'm still not there yet to say he's better than Floyd or uh. he's up there with Floyd.
2: Really early. People right
1: are now. saying, "Oh, you know, he's be- he's uh, he's better than no." Sorry, Floyd Mayweather, 130 pounds, would have easily beat the crap out of Oscar Valdez. He said the same thing about Lomachenko. Remember that? They were saying, saying things like that too. But Lomachenko was starting to beat Lomachenko was beating people up. Yeah, was beating a lot of people up, and I think the the claim for Lomachenko being the best lightweight in the world was getting in there because of the dominance he was. Yeah, proving every from every every fight. Shakur is on and off. You see the Jamal Herring? I, I, uh, that's why I predicted the ninth round because I saw the Jamal Herring fight. I go, this guy's aggressive at 130. You're going to go against a guy who has heart. He's going to rip this guy apart as yep. soon as he gets the opening. Oh, yeah. He didn't. He boxed his ass off. I'm sorry. When you got a guy like uh, Oscar Valdez mm-hmm. and you were sorry, you know, you. I don't want to judge it too much because like, I keep, I keep reiterating he's 23 years old. He's still young. Yeah. But at the same time, you see the talent. But at the same time, at 23 years old, Floyd Mayweather was dismantling guys. Mm-hmm. Floyd didn't let anybody walk out. Like, if it was a tough fight, he'll go the 12 rounds. But if it was a guy that wasn't really giving him any trouble and he had already figured him out, Floyd got you out of there. Or Floyd beat you. Yeah. Beat you up. There's a difference. <laughs> what Shakur did last Saturday night was beat him. Was beat a man on points. With, with, uh, what with the with Mayweather did to uh, Diego Corrales was beat a man up. Yeah, that about the that's next. a difference. And I'm using the comparison because the, a lot of people are using that comparison of this was this was Shakur's Diego Corrales type night, and it wasn't. Like I said, Shakur won by beat a man on points. Floyd beat a man up. There's a difference. There's a difference there's a huge difference here. So for people to get on this bandwagon and start saying, yeah, Shakur is better than Mayweather. <laughs> we have any, we haven't finished the painting yet.
2: Nope.
1: Shakur is barely starting to paint, put the brush on the canvas, start painting his legacy. Wait until we start seeing him. Uh, to me, I will sit here on this show. If we are still continue on this show, i in the next three years, if Shakur keeps going up as as I see, I think he is. You will hear this coming out of my mouth that he is probably better than Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's not going to come out of my mouth. Yeah, because like I just said, I keep hearing everyone in the internet going, "This was his Diego Corrales Yeah, it was because he fought a high profile fight, both undefeated, yeah. and it was a, for a title. It was for the for the junior lightweight belt. But like I said, Shakur beat a man on points. There's nothing wrong about that. No, no, no. He outsmarted him. He was a better man that night. Mm-hmm. Freud beat that man up. There's a difference here, and for the fans who are just tribal and want to just lay on, hang their hat on something that they want to believe, even though there's proof on, there's proof that they're different. Mm-hmm. And also, we're we're not done with Shakur. 23 years old. We don't know what he's up. We don't know what's gonna happen in the next three years. I agree. You know, I, I think in, uh, us as boxing fans were too quick to want to crown people the next big thing. Yeah, I, and I and I know it's contradicting me because I was talking about this on Saturday. Oh, he's the next big thing. This guy's the next. Yeah, because the, if he's going the same trajectory that he's doing right now, yeah, in three years this guy's the pound for pound king. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. This guy, this guy holds the pound for pound king uh, crown after Canelo's out. Wow. If he continues to do what he's doing right now, but if he becomes, you know, we all said the same thing about Broner. Broner was the heir apparent to Mayweather. Yeah. Couldn't keep his nose clean. No. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Canelo Alvarez was supposed to be the heir apparent to De La Hoya. He had one minor setback. This motherfucker has surpassed De La Hoya. Yeah. Let's wait. To see what the future holds before we start anointing uh, anointing these guys as the next big thing. Mm-hmm. We're too quick to do it, and we're too quick to shit on the past fighters to be like, oh, yeah, he'd beat that guy. The fighter should believe he could beat that guy. Yeah. But you as the fan, stop being a dick diver. <laughs> stop being a dick diver. Yeah. I think that's kind of my rant that I wanted to go on.
2: No, no. It's, uh, I understand why. Yeah, it is pretty fucking annoying. You even got uh, you mentioned De You even got De It was uh he? Met, he, a, he mentioned about how that like, was strolling. He said that that was the moment, like how Floyd, you know, beat Canelo. Never back in 2013. Okay, that's not even close. That's what I said too. That was not Floyd even close. schooled
1: the guy. He schooled him. Shakur beat beat a guy on points. Yeah, There's a, again, do you see the difference? Big difference. Uh, uh, the Corrales fight, the Canelo fight, and then the Jamel, the the Oscar Valdez fight against Shakur. You see the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, it's night and day. There's a difference. Yeah, for people not to notice that, you're blind, you're blind, deaf, or stupid. Mm-hmm. You know.
3: Yeah.
1: Th- that's the only thing. Yeah. And Oscar doing that was just trolling Canelo because, oh, of course, yeah. Because you know, that, you know, you lost your guide. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Valdez is team Canelo and Shakur did go out saying, "Well, I, you know, this win, I actually beat Canelo," <laughs> and then that, that, that's Shakur. Shakur. Shakur's taking, as much as Shakur goes, I could beat Floyd Mayweather, you're taking the playbook from Floyd Mayweather, you're taking the the green print, because mm-hmm. you're being the heel.
3: Yeah, he is, actually.
1: Because you're basically antagonizing the Mexican fans who came out to go support Oscar Valdez, and were cheering uh, Canelo Alvarez, on, uh, who was ringside, yep. to support his teammate, and you went on live television going, well, I beat him, but I also beat Eddie Reynoso and Canelo Alvarez. You're trying to rub people the wrong way yeah. from the hate you. That is a ta- that is a heel tactic. That is literally out of the Mayweather playbook. Get the fans to hate you because they're more willing to pay you to watch you lose than pay you to watch you win. True. So he may be boring to some people, but you're gonna pay to watch him lose because he's talking a lot of shit. Yep. That's that's a play from the Mayweather book.
2: That's very true.
1: <laughs> but for Shakur Stevenson, where does he go next? I mean, we said it last on Saturday night. You know, 135 pounds is locked up right now for the it next is actually- foreseeable future. You know, he did say he probably wants to become undisputed. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best bet. That's
2: the best bet for Dudu.
1: Grab the next two belts.
2: Yeah. And, of course, he said he's down for a fight with Lomachenko.
1: Lomachenko has hinted about coming down to 130.
2: 130. He did say that, yeah. He did say he wanted to become undisputed at 135, and then he says, why not want to go back to 130, he says.
1: Do you think that happens? I mean, I think Shakur stays at 130 for two more fights. I think he, I think he would like to collect the belts. Really? I would love to see that fight. Where's he going to go, b right? 135 is right now being occupied between Cambosa Rose and Haney. And, Haney. and we don't even know if the rematch is going to be done. Because in boxing, you kind of learn Yeah, you're that right. Right now
2: they're holding it hostage.
1: They're holding it hostage for two fights straight. Mm-hmm. If Haney wins, it's a rematch. If Cambosa w- wins, there is no rematch. Yes, if Cambosa yeah, moves on. I get you. And then maybe Shakur can get the Cambosa fight. Yeah. Maybe. But let's be honest. Win, lose, or draw, George Cambrosa, Devin Haney, both guys are moving up to 140. Yeah. Year. Oh, yeah. These guys are not staying at 135. No, they're not. Everyone that sits here, like, well, he could just wait. No. these Haney wins on the speed. He moves up to 140.
2: I feel like he's going to do something like that.
1: You know, Cambrosa th- wins. Yeah. He drops the belts. moves up to 140. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Cambrosa stays a little longer than that. Maybe for a Lomachenko payday. Fight. Maybe. Maybe, but I mm-hmm. doubt that. I don't think he. I don't think he'll linger around for a guy like Shakur. Shakur don't draw. No. Domachenko slightly moves the needle. But if I, if I, if I'm if I'm looking at it, I think both Haney and Cambosos. This is their last fight at 140. I at think so too.
2: I think so too, especially for Haney.
1: Oh, Haney's and been done showing, for the last. He's been three, right. The last two fights he's showing. So me. he's he's at no last three. Right. I feel the last three it's fights. Been showing. He's he been showing the struggles to make. As much as he's like, I'm not struggling. You're, the the performance is saying otherwise. Yeah. You're fading late. Yeah. You 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 put up a good attack, but you fade late. You know. But again, that's a that's a story. That yeah. is, that's a topic for another day. But of course, Shakur, I think he stays at 130. Tries to get the belt and tries to wait out to see the situation.
2: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Because there's no other lucrative fight for him out there.
2: Not really right now. There isn't. I mean, he's not going he, for sure. He's not going to get the Ryan fight, Ryan or fight, or tank or tank. So. I guess move up, 130, 135. I, well, he's already at 130. You know, I'm sorry. Um, 135. 135, I guess. He can just move up. Maybe get, you know, cop a field. You know how how he feels at 135. Take a tune-up. Take a tune-up. Who else can he fucking fight in that division?
1: Isaac Cruz, Isak. That's a good one. You're right. I mean, the, he has options, but again, this goes into... People having to cross the street. Yeah. People having to talk to each other. They don't talk to each other. Yeah. You know, un- you know, unlike this 130-pound division, I think uh, top rank holds a little bit of—holds uh, 130-pound division on th- within the palm of their hands. Yeah. So they're, e- they're, they're easy fights to make, easy fights to yeah, make. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like I said, Shakur stays at 130. I think he gets one belt at 130. Next year, he gets the next one, and probably maybe takes a tune-up, with hopefully— Waiting to see the outcome of yeah. maybe maybe right we'll see what happens. <laughs> but Beary, uh, what are the topics for tonight? I, I kind of ran through last night's uh, last weekend's recap. Yeah, yeah, What are the topics for tonight?
2: Well, I guess we we can stay in you know uh, around that that division. I mean, let's go to the uh, you know to the 140 pound division. Apparently, Tefima Lopez versus Josh Taylor is in negotiation, right, for the undisputed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So of course, Taylor did mention about how like he's thinking about you know dropping the belts. But Lopez says he's, he's still trying to negotiate for that one fight with Taylor. Now, uh-huh. the question is basically, is a lot of people are asking, is this right? If he does get the fight, is it right that he gets, you know, next in line? Why not? Why not? Here's why not. Because the, the impression I'm getting, a lot of people are saying no, is because he lost. And because he lost, back of the line, fucker. That's basically the impression I'm getting from people. He lost. You lost the fight. You lost the, all the belts you you start you start from the from the beginning from where where's the
1: beginning mm i'm assuming they're probably thinking at the very lower beginning at this 140 is, this is contradicting because at, as, as as boxing fans we talk about yeah. we want the best versus the best we want the elite fighters fighting another elite fighters we don't need this tuna fight but then in, on another side of the coin uh-huh. oh no he didn't need to start from the beginning you need uh huh Yeah. This guy was the the reigning champ at 135. Lost the fight. A competitive fight, I might add. Yes. And his second fight, not taking a tune-up, wants to take it straight to the 140-pound champion. Yeah. I know, right? I don't get that. I don't get that either. Fighters, Boxing fighters have always, especially big-name fighters, have always gone and got title fights after losses. Shit. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya lost to... Shane Mosley, yeah. and in his second fight, in his second in his first fight back, gets a title shot at 154 against Javier Castillo. Yep. Shouldn't it have been that he needs to stop from the beginning at 154? Yeah. You see,
2: like some of these comments I'm reading here. He's, someone goes, How the fuck he get to cut in front of the line? <laughs> it's
1: funny because when your favorite boxer does it, it's okay. Right? It's okay if your favorite boxer does it, right? It's okay. But Tio's not your favorite boxer, so you shit on him. Exactly. But then at the same time, again, this is this is what I'm talking about. One and one side we say, oh, you know, he needs to you know, he needs to start from the bottom. But in the second time, I don't like when fight elite fighters don't fight another elite fighters. Bro. <laughs> if Tio Fimo Lopez would've lost every single fucking round. Yeah. I would give you the I would give you the benefit and say, you know what, you're right. He you needs to start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. But this guy fought a tight close fight. It was. That, let's be honest. It could have been a draw. Yeah, true. Let's be, it could have been a draw. Yeah. You know, it was that close. And then instead of saying, I will I'm gonna fight the number four ranked fighter, number five ranked, shit, give me the number twenty three ranked fighter in the at the 140 pound division. No, no, no. Give me the man in that division. Now, let's make this let's make this clear. Tia wouldn't be mentioning this unless it was a possibility that Bob Arum thinks he can book the fight. Yeah, very and, true. And it is a possibility because old Bobo <laughs> couldn't couldn't secure Terrence Crawford for another contract. Nope. Which means the welterweight division is on lockdown in the PBC. True. <laughs> So Josh Taylor's dream of I'm moving up to 147 so I can dominate there, yeah, bro. You're gonna have to wait for the dust to settle between Crawford and Spence and see what those guys do before you even do anything. True. <laughs> so the 140 pound division is on hold. Yeah, until further notice. Until the until the two kings decide to go after it, until yep. fight to fight for the crown. So Josh Taylor's only other big uh, big fight after the shit show he put on <laughs> is against Teal. Yep. Teal wants to redeem his loss by not forgetting the rematch, but fighting against the, again, showing how good he is, fighting the number one best fighter in 140, the undisputed champ, fighting him for the belt. And yeah. let's be honest, he had been calling out Taylor already.
3: Yeah, he has, actually.
1: He said, shit, I want to I be a double champ on both divisions. Yeah. So everyone was on board because he lost, bro. This is a good fight. Now, now I know people are like. Well, what about the guys that have been fighting and doing the- boxing politics, bro? Yeah. Boxing politics. What do you want me to do? What are you gonna do, True? You know what you can do is not support the fight. Then show the the network, show the promoters. You're not gonna put up with this bullshit. But guess what? The same people that bitch and complain are the first cocksuckers that are watching the fight. True. (laughs) They're the first ones posting the memes. Yep. They're the first ones announcing that the fight is made. They're the first, you know, they're the first ones buying the pay-per-view if it's on Mm pay-per-view. First ones. First ones to complain, first ones to watch. If you want to make a dent in the boxing game... We need to join together and say enough with this bullshit. Yeah. Give a shot to all these guys that have struggled to make to become in the become the number one contender mm-hmm. of that division. Do that then. Beyond that, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the most lucrative fight for these guys is each other. It's true. Taylor can move up to 147, it's on lockdown. Tio needs another dance partner. For the money that he's guaranteed now because that yep. con- because of his renegotiated contract with Top Rank. Yep. And Top Rank, I don't think, can sell Teofimo Lopez to ESPN fighting a number 23 ranked fighter.
2: No, no. Fuck no. Not
1: for the money they got him for. No. So the only other log- logical fight to make is Taylor versus Teal. True. Yep. Competitive. Both guys have a mouth on them. Both guys, have, bo- both guys can sell a fight. Both are entertaining. Mm-hmm. One guy needs to redeem his fucking redeem his uh, redeem himself after losing the belts, yep. and one guy needs to redeem himself from a win that was controversial. That a lot of people felt he lost. True, they both need each other. The fight makes the most sense, and the most and it makes the most sense on paper. It makes the most sense financially for both. Simple as that.
2: I agree. I would love to see that fight. I would love to. So yeah, I, I hope they do make an announcement soon. I hope they really negotiate it. But I, I'm I've, obviously me. I'm 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 okay with that. I'm down with that. But again, there's just some people that feel like, mm, like for what he lost, yeah, he got really. Why is he next in line then?
1: But they're the first ones they're watching, so exactly, yeah. What's the next topic? And
2: then, um, <laughs> your favorite, Ryan Garcia. Oh, he says that don't worry. When I have concrete information on my next opponent, I'll make sure I left everyone who follows me. know. it's in the it's in the works, and I'm sure you will be very pleased.
1: Gamboa? <laughs> He's going to fight Gamboa. That's what he responded to me with that. <laughs> He's going to fight Gamboa, ladies and gentlemen. He's like, you know what? I'm going to show that I can do better than Isak and and Tank and Taney.
2: What, what makes you say that?
1: <laughs> because it's Ryan Garcia. The same guy that said, I'm not going to call no one now." one week later. I want Isak Cruz, man. Come on now. It's that guy.
2: <laughs> um oh, shit. I don't know he's in a fight. I don't know either, but I mean, he's, he's making it
1: seem like it's very good. Like this is people people will love it. Uh, to me, this is the kid that just 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 shut just shut 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 your mouth. Shut just shut your mouth. Don't say nothing. Just keep quiet. Wait until the wait until both signatures are on the contract to announce it. Don't say nothing. Be yeah. like, at best. You know, I'm th- I'm 35. I don't. I'm maybe I'm not hip into social media, Uh-huh. even though I run a bunch of fucking Instagram pages for our, uh-huh. our, our network. You know, I'm been successful at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would have been like, hey guys, I got something in the works. Stay tuned. An announcement's coming soon. Not, you know, not the bullshit he's saying right now. Like, oh, you know, you're gonna be surprised, <laughs> or just taking a fucking video of yourself uh, in the gym, tr- quote unquote training. And saying, hey, man, keep keeping keeping my skills sharp mm-hmm. because something's coming. Yeah, that's it. True. But you open your mouth and now you set this expectation up. Yep. <laughs> and if it comes short, <laughs> you look stupid again. Kid. Again. Yep. Looks very stupid. You look stupid. You know who I think it would probably be? Who? It won't be Joseph. Joseph's tied up. Uh, Fortuna. <sniffs> bet. Fortuna, huh? Bet. <laughs> Bad fortuna. Now, now he wants fortuna, huh? Yeah, fortuna.
2: Guess we'll see. He'll Guess get, we'll fucking see, he'll man. will get fortuna next, watch. Wow. Okay.
1: Watch, he'll get fortuna. It's the only logical explanation there. He's True. Not, gonna get, not gonna get tank.
2: No, of course not. He's not gonna get tank. Tank's
1: tied. Roly's tied. ESEC's not gonna take him. No. Fortuna. Fortuna yeah. next, watch. Fortuna.
2: Out of everybody so far, that's the most likely fight, yeah.
1: Fortuna next.
2: Most likely. Um, me just Andre suffered a right, you know, right shoulder injury.
1: Yeah, so, I heard that.
2: Yep. So his May 21st fight, right. Was against Zach Parker in the UK. Yes. It got postponed. It so, was,
1: and it was the last fight on the match deal.
2: Right. It was actually. So, yeah. yeah. So he was. Yeah. So of course, an MRI will determine if he needs surgery or not. So, I mean, so far I've never heard anything, but that was the news for him.
1: Has there ever been a career? That, um, that look promising, but poor management and self-sabotaging caused you to... Right. You know, I've always held uh, Andre Durrell, Andre Durrell, Andre... Demetrius Andre, I'm sorry. Yeah. Very high. I best, I felt, you know, he should have got a crack at Canelo. Yep. He never did. He was the last guy to hold that one belt, right? The Canino needed. I, I felt that he should have signed to the PBC. They had a bigger talent pool. He chose a platform. He got hustled by by Eddie Hearn's pipe dream of we're going to kill pay per view and this is going to be the network where we're going to get all the big fights for you. Mm-hmm. And I think this guy believed it, signed with him, and since then has not getting any of the big fights. No, he never got. And again. This was at the time, everyone was in the same umbrella. He never got Canelo. Nope. Never got Triple G. No. He didn't even get Danny Jacobs. Nope. And Danny Jacobs and him are both signed to Eddie Hearn's matchroom boxing, Right. And that fight never got made. How the
2: fuck was that never made?
1: So, to me, poor decision-making when it came down to your career cost you. Yeah. And I hope that when he finally does get a crack at the big time, Old age doesn't catch up to him. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's happened before where old, you know, with fighters, almost at the tail end of their career, finally get the the no, finally get the attention they need. Maybe get a one one or two big wins, but one loss sets them back, and yeah. they're too old to get back on top yep. again. And it's happened before. Look at Winky Wright. You know he got a crack at Shane. He was already an older fighter. He ran with it, got another win, got the Trinidad win, yeah. got a couple more wins, got the draw against Taylor, then got the loss against Hopkins and he never could recover because by that time you're already in the at the twilight of your career. Yeah. And instead you became kind of the the name. You know what I mean? Look at Angulo, Angulo who got deported, was held in uh, detention. Yeah. The division passed him by, he came back, never was the same again. Yeah. You know, even though he got the high profile fights but it was too little, too late. Now, by that time, those losses will set you back, and you can't afford to be set back. You've already been set back enough. Andre Ward by ha- Andre Ward, Demetrius Andre has set his own career back by signing with Eddie Hearn, associating with the Zone, not working with the other networks like the PBC primarily PBC yeah. out, and instead has stalled his own career. And at this moment, cannot afford a loss because he cannot afford a setback. Yeah. And this injury is a setback for him. It really is. Because the division moved forward. Yep. And it's harder for him to climb back up.
2: It really is. And it's it's uh, it's just sad. The uh,
1: fact that he's never in the conversation, even at middleweight, he was never in conversation. And even at super middleweight, he's, he's not even in conversation at super middleweight, for fuck's sakes. No. It's Plant, Benavides, Charlo, who's not even 168 pounders in conversation. He's not. That tells you where he's at, to the American people, to the to the boxy fans,
3: mm-hmm.
1: pure pure boxers like myself and you, we know who he is. We know yeah. what he can do. But to the American public and to the casual fans they don't know who he is. I don't know who he he's is. He's another Joe Schmo coming out. They could have got him out of the out of uh, Las Vegas Boulevard to fight them. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? <laughs> it's just to
2: me. I feel like it's. I'm leaning more towards now. Like it's kind of kind of towards the end for him now.
1: Yeah, it's getting, it's getting there. It's, and it it's, sucks. It, yeah,
2: because he should have got those fights. When, you know, he was at his best, and now it doesn't seem like he's going to get any of that shit. And if he does, like you said, it it probably might be too late. Too little too late. Too little too late, really, honestly. So I don't like that at all. But hopefully it gets better very very soon, of course. Hopefully it gets better very, very soon. Let's hope. It's hope, you know. Um. So Terrence Crawford made some comments, right? Mm -hmm. Crawford said that, I'm going straight into it. I don't want no tune-up fights, obviously meaning the Earl Spence fight. I don't want nothing. I want to go straight into it. It's time to happen. The time is now for Undisputed. He's also been quoted by saying, I'm free to do whatever I want. There's nothing standing in the way from Earl Spence and I fighting. There's no promotion company that's blocking it. There's no, there's no wrong side of the street. There's no nothing. Let's see who's the best welterweight in the world is. And then he goes... Now everybody's saying that Earl's back and he's one hundred percent ready, so now is the perfect time for me and him to fight. He called me out, so it ain't no backing up. Undisputed on the line—that's bigger than the fight that was going to happen between us in the past.
1: He's correct, mm-hmm. but he's called you out. He made it seem like oh, he called me out now. <laughs> he's always been calling. You. He's always been calling. No, you out. no, no, no. Let's let's be honest. He hasn't really called him out. But he has made a statement that I want to collect all the belts. I want to clean up everything here. Yeah. And then I want to go and get that belt. Yeah. But he just never mentioned him by name because, you know, he never did. <laughs> True but his, his goal has always been to become undisputed. Not whether Crawford was going to be the champ, uh, what was going to still be champ. It wasn't up to him. He could have lost to to Mean Machine, to Brooke, to Porter, to Khan. He could have lost to any of those guys. Yeah. His objective was not fighting Crawford. The objective is whoever has the belt, I'm getting it. Yeah. But now that he's collected three out of the four, and Crawford doesn't have an opponent, now you call out the guy because guess what? He's the only last man standing. Yeah. Call him out. Mm-hmm. So of course now you make it out. Now you make it known that you want him. Crawford now is making it known that he wants him, because I think he like we talked about it last week. They both they both now know this is the this is the highest this fight's gonna get. True. No That's more true. fucking around. No more. Unless, you know, PBC offers you a two-fight deal and you're going to be like, all right, cool. But it's up to him how he wants to take it and how in what order. Do you want Spence and then your second fight be someone else or do you want to tune up and then Spence? It's up to him. But like I said it last week, mm-hmm. this fight doesn't need tune-ups. No. The fight is ready. It's, it is set. It's sealed. It should be signed, sealed, and delivered anytime. Yeah. So um, My- I, I can't wait. I can't wait because both guys are now making it very known. Now it's up to their team to negotiate, you know, I think the network's going to be showtime. Yeah, it's going to be showtime. But I think it's up to Crawford's team and Spence team to come together and negotiate this, and I think that's going to be the first round, the first fight. Whoever wins negotiations kind of leads the way, in a sense.
2: Yeah. I'm predicting either in the summer, in August, or November. I could see November. Right. I can see this fight happening in November. I obviously cannot wait, so I'm hoping August, since, you know, it's, it's you know, it's close. But if it can, all right, cool. November's fine. But that's my prediction, really. I say, I say November. November, huh? I say
1: November. That would be a great fucking give fight. This, give these guys a lot of yeah. time to do stuff. Put on a great press tour. Yeah. That,
3: oof, very you know, true.
1: Like a four-city press tour to promote this fight the proper way. I agree. Especially for a fight like this magnitude, you need, you need to do a, a almost a one-week press tour to announce this fight. Yeah be on every network be on podcasts you know this is the type of fight the bank is to do this fight and especially for the money they're going to be asking I think this will be the second fight there will probably be a hundred dollars to buy oh, maybe yeah you're Not right maybe it is yeah. Hey. for the money that these guys are going to be asking and yeah and the net and I think showtime knows that to pay them and to pay the split mm-hmm. play because he most like it's going to be you know 60 40 70 30 however yeah way. You're going to need to put the pay-per-view high. True. So I think this is going to be like an $80, $89, I, right? $90-something dollar pay-per-view fight. Watch.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. And they were going at each other on Twitter. That shit was fucking funny. Saw he saw that. Yeah. So that shit was hilarious. I mean, it's it's it, there's no need to build up very much. It's there, man. They both have the belts, pretty much all the belts, mostly Spence, right? Spence needs, needs one more. Crawford's looking at Spence like, you know, motherfucker, you got the rest of it. I want them all. It needs to happen already.
1: It needs to I think it will. I think I it think will. it will. They're probably negotiating right now as we're speaking I possibly. think whoever takes a two-not fight first kind of makes it seem that they don't want to fight. Unless they can show proof that the other guy was just being unreasonable. But yeah. I think whoever backs out first. Very true. What's the next one?
2: So um let's see. <laughs> I guess we'll go to the head to the uh to the heavyweight division, really. So let's start off with this. The WBC to make contact with Tyson Fury and his promoter in the coming week. Conf- you know, of course, to confirm whether or not Fury actually plans to retire from boxing.
1: Well, yeah, because they got to determine whether or not they're going to have a vacant belt.
2: Yeah, because if that happens, apparently, that if Fury retires and vacates his, his, his belt, right, the WBC will most likely order Wilder, who's the number one WBC, I guess I'm more contender, to face the winner of Joyce versus Parker. Okay. So they're saying that that might happen. You did say Luis Ortiz versus Andrew's Ruiz might be for the WBC belt, but now make it seem like, no, it might be for the Joyce versus Parker fight. Who knows? They might even change their mind.
1: They might. Someone might come in there and donate some money to them. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Um, Fury's going to retire. On paper, he's going to retire. But I think he's going to wait for... I, he's going to wait for the winner of Usyk, Joshua, and I think he's just going you know, to gonna he's gonna do away with the belts. Yeah. I think at this moment, um, you know, I was thinking about what I said last week about Fury needs to prove he is the man, and I said by he needs to prove it by beating the winner of Usyk, uh, Joshua. Yeah. I think he retires. He waits out Joshua Usyk. It might be a trilogy. It might not be a trilogy. He waits it out and then he goes in there and challenges right the winner the winner and then says well technically I am the undisputed champ and I'm bigger than the belts cuz I don't need the belts cuz I retired but I'm coming back to show that to show my dominance by beating this chump mm-hmm. and to, and I said it last week and I'll stick to my word if he does that then Fury can contest he may be one of the best heavyweights right. in the last couple well, yeah. the last 30 years I agree by doing that because can- then
2: they can literally add. They
1: say they, they, they can literally be saying, "Yeah, add his name next to Ali Frazier. I don't know about adding that there, you but know. you could put him in. You could put him in the conversation. You know, mm-hmm. you could circle the conversation on the "what if." Yeah, you know, you know, he, you know, yeah. how, what if against Lennox Lewis? Yeah, what if against the great fighters he fought? Mm-hmm. You can put him in there, but right now you can't. So I think, like I said, I think he retires. He waits it out, waits out Usyk, uh, Joshua, and then you know he thinks he's big enough to come back and. And he thinks the fight would, would be huge. Yeah. Because, all because we got a retirement. I'm fighting. And my first fight back is in a tune-up. It's against Yeah. the The guy that you guys think is the heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. I'm the lineal champ, so yeah, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But this might backfire on, backfire on Fury because I don't know if you have that on the news. Can I was thinking about maybe fighting Usyk yeah. if Usyk gets past Joshua.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, Eddie, yeah,
2: Canelo said it. Even Eddie Herckey claimed he said that, you know, uh, he... I think I
1: have the quote here. That he's confident enough that he thinks he But basically
2: can- he said, yeah, I don't know if I have it yet, but he basically said that, yeah, Canelo was saying that he wants to fight Usyk at uh, the, I guess, at... Two hundred and one pounds, so to Cruz, make it seem like it—that's actual, you know—and the heavyweight anything, anything limit anything above two hundred is, is considered exactly. And of course, Usyk, you know, apparently he said that he's willing to go down to two hundred pounds to fight Canelo Alvarez.
1: Oh, the fuck you!
2: Now if that fucking happens, and that fight happens, holy shit! No, I'll be like, no fucking way. But again, I mean, we're, we're we can't see to the future right now. Canelo has a fight this week, yeah. So we gotta we gotta see what happens there. In the meantime, yeah, we can't be talking much about, you know. No, it, but uh, it's a nice
1: fantasy fight, I guess. But um, but no, but I'm saying that Fury's Fury's plan might backfire if he thinks that, and I don't think he's accounting for Canelo. No, no, if, no. There, if there's anybody that can get, even Joshua, like if he told if if uh, if Canelo can if if Eddie Hearn can convince Joshua, if, let's say Joshua wins and he goes, hey man. I can get you the biggest payday in the world facing Canelo Alvarez, but you got to drop down to like two fifteen. <laughs> Joshua would probably do it. Like, you telling me I get the biggest payday in my life? I get and and I got to fight a small guy. Pff, sign me the. He fuck probably up. would do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sign fuck, sign me up. I'll fi- I'll fight Canelo too. I'll go. To, I'll try to go down as like as slow as two fifteen maybe. Yeah. Two twenty the best. You know, have a twenty pound wear. A weight advantage on. I mean, I'll do it, mm-hmm. and Canelo be like, "All right, well, fuck it." on. that's yeah. another fight. I don't think Fury is a after the, after the story that just came out this week. I don't think Fury accounted for that. But Fury no. has no other choice. Who is he gonna fight?
2: Who's he gonna fight exactly?
1: So, um, what else you got? Uh, no, it doesn't. It seems like that's pretty much it. I mean, I have one. Yeah, and I thought you were gonna mention it. Uh, Canelo Alvarez was offered, apparently, by Showtime. Two fight deal, remember? Well, not apparently. No, yeah. Well, I mean, The two fight deal. I was, and I, it was supposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to be for what, hundred something million dollars? One for four, one for fifty million, fifty five million. The one for forty five. The first fight was supposed to be against Charlo. Actually, he's right here. You're right. And then the second fight was against either Betavides or a catch weight of one sixty four. So against Spence.
2: Yes. So he was offered. Apparently, he was offered forty five million dollars right against Charlo.
1: Okay, forty five. Sorry. There
2: we go. Yeah. $55 million for the Spence fight at the catchweight 164 or Benavides 168.
1: And instead, he's fighting this weekend against Bivol. Bivol and possibly Triple G. Triple G. And possibly a Cruiserweight fight at the end of the year. Yeah. Because he thinks he's going to get through Triple G pretty easy. Yeah. Soon.
2: That's um, interesting news that apparently that's what they offered
1: him. I want to let that sink into the boxing fans here. Yeah. the Canelo Alvarez... Did not want to fight Jamal Charles. Jamal Char- Jamal, Char- Jamal. Jamal. Did not want to fight Spence at catchweight one sixty four or Benavides. An option either, either mm-hmm. or, and opted instead to fight the Dmitry Bivol, the WBA light heavyweight champion, and Triple G apparently in September. Yeah, and he's so confident he'll get past Triple G, he's already planning himself a December fight for a hundred something million dollars that the yep. zone is willing to give him. Plus pay per view points. Very true. Smart business, man. It is, but you can't sit there and say that you know. The best.
2: I agree. I honestly, I actually liked that offer. I
1: like that option. I don't know about offer.
2: I'm sorry. We, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. I I like the opponents that he was. You know that he was offered for. I loved it. Fuck. But I guess not. I guess he for Canelo he goes. Nah, man. I want to be the best. The money will
1: be there. I just want to show the people that I'm one of the best. I, I, I can see the, him thinking, that, "Well, look, the, if these guys win and these guys, you know, look good, yeah, that fight's there for me after this. Mm-hmm. Let me come, let me come, let me come over here. Let me hustle Eddie out of some more money, yeah, because Eddie's so Eddie, so willingly to opening the bank account for me, yeah. <laughs> and pay me whatever I want, pretty much. And as soon as I'm done getting paid for easy work, because apparently that's easy work, yeah, I'll go ahead and go across the street and and go and go get that money too, yeah." It's not a. It's it's a smart business move. I just think you know. For like us looking outside, we're like, uh, I think you should take the offer. Yeah. But uh, I'll look at it this way: Canelo is looking at it as like, look, the zone is stupid enough to give me all this money. Yeah. Who am I to say no? True. Let me go here. Let me beat this guy. Let me beat that guy and this guy. And then when I'm done, then I'll go across here and take their money too. <laughs> and I got all the money in the world. Yeah. He, he might. He he might do that. He might, but uh. So you tell me that was the end of the uh, current events?
2: Um, it looks like that's pretty much it. I mean, unless if you want to – I don't know if you want to, like, waste time of, again, of the subject. Eddie Hearn, of course, was asked, well, who do you think will win? Prime versus Prime, Canelo Alvarez or Floyd Mayweather? Of course, he says that's a good question, tough question. But, of course, he ended up by saying – he probably gives it to Canelo. He was quoted basically saying – think have it up here. There we go. He says – it's a tough question because Floyd was so difficult to beat. Canelo is twice the fighter he was then. Could he beat Floyd Mayweather in his prime? I think so.
1: Let's be let's let's get this out of the way. Yeah. The conversation of who would win in their prime is voided because they already fought. Now Floyd was now was already in the it was already in the Twilight of his career. Yeah. Canelo was on the rise. And now people are like, well, Canelo was too young. Yeah. But let's get this, let's get this uh out of the way. If it wasn't for Mayweather spanking this young boy, (laughs) you guys wouldn't have Canelo Alvarez. True. You wouldn't have Canelo. This Canelo. So let's get that straight. Everyone should literally pucker up and kiss Mayweather's ass for doing what he... Mayweather (laughs) did Canelo a favor by taking him young and (laughs) then boxing him. Yeah. And boxing him. He boxed him. Gave him a boxing lesson. And what did Canelo do? He took that loss and said, you know what? He even admitted, it. I was too young. I took the fight too young. Yeah. And what did he do? He learned from it and he became the guy you guys see today. So thank Floyd for that. True. So Freddie go, in their prime, in their prime, if Canelo never really got Mayweather early on, it would have been a more devastating loss for Canelo. Because Canelo can always hang out his head. To me, Canelo's mental game is this: Well, I was kind of young when I fought. I fought Mayweather, so he's able to to look past that loss yeah. and not really dwell on it. Yeah, unlike yep. guys like Pacquiao, De La Hoya, Hatton, all the guys he's beat are <sighs> dwelling on it. How the fuck did I lose to a guy like this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, a guy that I didn't think. So for Canelo in his prime, if he didn't fight Mayweather and lose would have been more devastating than when he lost when he was, what, 24? He was 20, yeah, 23, 24. You, you, I can imagine how much Eddie So, and everybody in Golden Boy was like, well, bro, I mean, you were young. You're young. Don't worry about it. You're still young. You're young. You're young. And he probably grilled it in his head. Well, you know, I was young. You're right. I was young, and I should have taken this fight. You're right. And he looked past it now. Yeah. To him, that was a learning lesson. So the question, prime versus prime, Mayweather would still have done it and it would have been more devastating to Canelo's career and more devastating to his fucking ego to lose in his prime. Simple.
2: Uh, I, I really agree. When, when some people ask me that, I still say, I'm sorry, Floyd wins. Floyd just wins. I still have Floyd winning. I mean, I always, I always add by saying, Canelo will make it a little bit more more competitive than than the uh, than the fight we saw in twenty thirteen, right? That's the only difference I see. He'll make it a bit more competitive, but Floyd was still, I'll
1: point him. Even when Floyd wasn't in his prime, he was dominant. Mm-hmm. And then even if you say his prime, what do you consider his prime? Walter Wade Junior, Walter Wade Lightweight, mm-hmm. it'd be a different weight class. So I think it's kind of a stupid thing that's come about. in his prime. So right now Canelo's prime is at super middleweight, light heavyweight. Yeah. but uh, Mayweather's prime is what welterweight. Welterweight, I want to say. Junior welterweight. Yeah. The fucking th- three divisions of I don't apart. know. It, I think I, it's fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, you know what? To me, I, I, I guess I, li- I to me look at it more of just uh, again, no, again, just a fantasy, a fantasy. of what if they were in their prime, but they both made weight, whatever weight division you wanted. Then you got to give the odds to Floyd.
1: You know. I, me, I agree. I okay. with the Floyd since since this you defeat, know. who L- else has given besides uh-huh. Laura? Yeah. Besides G, and no one else has been able to give Canelo the hard, tough fight that Mayweather yeah. did. No one's been able to school him. No one's been able to school him. Name the last time Mayweather got schooled. Then last time, name the last fight Canelo had. Um, Mayweather had a hard fight by Donna. Mm-hmm. Was his last hard fight. Was his last hard fight. He's had it, again, if you're going fantasy, skill-wise, Mayweather's better. Yeah. Speed-wise, mayweather would be faster. Yep. Uh, resume uh, adversity, has faced more adversity yep. by going through the two Castillo fights and and the and the two Maidana fights. Compared to yeah. to compared to the only adversity that Canelo's had to face was against Triple G. Triple G. Other than that, we don't know what Canelo can do in if, if the fight gets tougher and tougher at the end. We're still waiting for that. True. And that's no fault of anybody just Canelo's that good at this moment. Yeah. But can but even uh Gabriel acknowledged the fact there's nobody between 160 to 175 that is as skilled to give him problems. Yeah. If Shakur Stevenson was a ballooned up middleweight, Shakur Stevenson would at twenty three would give Canelo problems at this moment. Yeah, probably Canelo's that I mean is that skilled. Yeah. If Mayweather was a natural middleweight, he'd school him. Mm-hmm. So again, this whole "what if" thing—it's—it's it's stupid. But I think if you if you base it on skills, base it on every all the categories mm-hmm. we're talking about—skills, speed, uh, resume—Mayweather still beats this guy. And like I just said, Canelo wouldn't beat is if it wasn't for Mayweather beating him. Yeah, I think Canelo looked past this to win as that as a learning lesson instead of a "fuck, I lost." He looked at his, I lost, but I lost because, because I took the fight too young. I should have waited. Yeah. Yep. I think, like I said, and I'll say it again if they fought in their prime and Mayweather did, Mayweather would have beat him, it would have been more devastating to his career and more devastating to his yeah. ego. True. And you wouldn't have Canelo mania at this moment. <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about Canelo. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. All right. Well, we're going to continue to talk about Canelo because of this Saturday night, uh, T Mobile Arena. In front of a I'm assuming a sold out crowd. I'm assuming. On pay-per-view, not just any pay-per-view, his <laughs> own pay-per-view. <laughs> you got the pound-for-pound pound king, the WBO light heavyweight champ, the undisputed super middleweight champ versus the WBA light heavyweight champion of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Hey woman. Hey woman. <laughs> you better be with a real man. Oh my. Uh, hey, uh. i am wrecked. number one. That <laughs> means you. I'm the best. <laughs> I think we need to have a soundbite for that. Be sure. That means I'm the best. <laughs> All right. Canelo Alvarez, Demetri Bivol, light heavyweight. This is Canelo's second, second. fight in the division. Yep. B Ray, I saw you yesterday. You were doing your you were doing your homework. <sighs> You're yeah. usually the first one to yeah. go, so the mic is yours.
2: It's yeah. I saw I saw Canelo, f- of course, first and only so far. I mean, right now, of course, his first fight at light heavyweight, and it, it's. I felt the same way again when we when we reviewed it. Like he didn't look, he did not look that great. Um, Bivol, I you know I I've, I've seen this guy, you know he's uh, he, he likes to fight. <laughs> this guy likes to fight. I saw his last fight. The guy, you know, he kept taunting him. It was kind of entertaining. But uh, bibble's good. For a light heavyweight, that fucker's that guy's really good. Mm. But here's the thing, and I remember in, well, you, in the beginning, you said, like, it's fight week. I'm not feeling it very much, really, honestly, sadly. I'm not feeling this whole fight week thing. Um, this Saturday night, um, I'm sure a lot of people, I don't blame them, they think, because especially at light heavyweight, this is going to be a banger. I'm not expecting very much of that. I'm not expecting a war. Uh, why do I feel this is gonna be like a very good, decent chess match between them two, between Canelo and Bivol? I think Bivol, right off the bat, is wants wants to show Canelo like, hey, I'm the bigger guy. I'm actually I'm the taller guy. You know, you're in my division. Obviously, he's he's gonna kind of prove that. I really believe he's gonna be. I think Floyd would kind of call it. He's like a front runner. Bivol's a front runner or Canelo? Uh, Bivol. Meaning Bivol will do good in the beginning. After that, Canelo is just gonna like figure it out, and I think Canelo's just gonna outpoint him. Wow. I, I think Canelo's just gonna outpoint Bivol, really. How it might be even maybe not too similar. Basically, I'm trying to say is I feel like after this fight, uh, I don't think a lot of people are gonna be really satisfied by it, so I guess I'm not having high expectations for this fight, really. I really am not. If it's really good, awesome, great. Everyone, everyone will have a great fucking time. But I don't expect this to be very spectacular. I think this is just going to be a good, decent chess match. But I think Canelo will probably be just. I, I say twelve rounds, twelve. You know, a unanimous decision by by Canelo Alvarez. I don't see him knocking him out. I fucking don't. Wow, I don't. I'm sorry. He's kind of small. I, I I feel is it kind of small for one seventy five. If he can put down a guy like Bivol, I, I would kind of be impressed, actually. More impressive than a, than a Kovalev fight. Because, again, I'm sorry. Kovalev, he was not the crusher. So when he put down Kovalev, I'm like, eh, nah, not bad. Okay, not bad. 175. He put down Kovalev. Not much impressive, but not bad. Bivol, I'll be a little bit more impressive if he if he, not, he wins by knockout. But I just don't see it. I think Canelo, I think his the best thing he can do is just win, on, just win by points. Yeah. Just I'll point him, I'll punch him, he gets he get he gets a decision. Alrighty then, so you got decision, I back got to decision me. for Canelo, yeah. Split unanimous? No unanimous. It's Vegas, okay. Right.
1: <laughs> I gave it unanimous. All right, um, I'm not gonna have to go against you on this one. Okay. I think the, the Canelo second fight, I think he, he made the proper adjustments like mm-hmm. he did when he fought a at super middleweight. Super middleweight. He looked a little you know, little pudgy. Yeah, he did. But then in the second fight uh, at uh, super middleweight, he looked better. He looked uh, crispier, more mobile. He looked leaner. My and good. then at light heavyweight, he looked a, again a little little beefy. A little, little, a little bit, A little yeah. beefy. And I think he'll um, so far from what I see, he looks a little trim. He looks ready. I think they make the proper adjustments. Dimitri Bivol, undefeated. Mm-hmm. Great jab, great right hand, Eastern European style. I think uh, if I'm Bivol, I look at the tape, uh, how successful Kovalev was. He was able to out-jab Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, Chris Maddox had him winning. I think a couple judges had Kovalev winning. It was the jab. Canelo Alvarez had pro- has problems with the jab. I think Bivol is a younger mm-hmm. uh, version. Of Kovalev, not in the sense of a crusher, but in the sense of, I think Bivol would have a ba- a better stiffer jab than just a probing jab to keep him off of him. Yeah. With uh, Bivol, though, everyone keeps saying he's a one-two artist, and he is. And so I feel the first three four rounds are going to be very compa- are going to be very uh, telling. I think Bivol's going to start uh, sticking that jab in front of Canelo. Canelo's going to be crouching down. Kind of Tyson-like, bobbing and weaving, trying to get in there. He's going to try to feint, try to set up Bivol for punches. I think Bivol's going to be there uh, with that stiff jab, just keeping Canelo at bay. I think Canelo's face is going to Reddit He's going to have a little mark because mm-hmm. he's going to keep eating those jabs coming in. But I think after a while, I think Canelo's going to download the data, like Mar Ronaldo says. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to start going to work. I think with Bivol... He throws a good stiff jab, but I don't think he throws a variety of jabs. I think he throws them in one speed and one speed only. It's like baseball. If you keep throwing the same ball, the same fastball, <laughs> you're gonna sooner or later you're gonna hit that fastball. Now you yeah, yeah, yep. figured out that that's all he has on him. Yeah, yep. uh, I think as soon as Canelo figures out all this guy has is a a nice jab, and he's and if I can take away the jab, he has no right hand. Then I have a better night. I think Canelo, like I said, for the first four rounds, Bivol's just going to win on just jab alone. I think as, as soon as Canelo figures out that this guy doesn't have a variety of jabs or uh, he doesn't change the, the, the speed on the jab, yeah. Canelo's going to be able to get into the inside, start hammering, start chopping this guy down. I think Bivol will probably have moments because I think Bivol won't be afraid to throw the right hand. Yeah. But I think when he, does, when he does throw the right hand, they're, by that time, they're going to be a mile away, and Canelo already smells it. Yeah. Canelo, by round five, six, should have already figured out Bivel and start chopping him. And I think Canelo is maybe the most devastating body puncher Uh, uh, from 160 to 175. has to be the most vicious body puncher in the division. Yeah. And I think he's going to literally go to work on Bivol's, uh body. And I can see Canelo Alvarez getting a... Ninth round TKO. Yeah. Wow. I think by that time, as soon as Canelo, as soon as, after round four, Canelo will start putting in work. Bivol will be will be gun shy. Canelo will start opening up on top. And I think you're going to start seeing the wear and tear of those body shots. But Canelo is going to take a lot of leather coming in.
2: Oh, I think I, I, I'm,
1: I'm expecting this that. This is the yeah. first fight I think we're going to see. Leather. I think this is the first fight in a while that we're going to see Canelo take, uh, Take a take a little bit of hits in the right. face. Right again, he's going moving up. Yeah, of course. Well, Kovalev was able to catch him with that jab. Yeah, until Canelo kind of figured out the jab and was able to sneak over the jab yep. and start landing the right hand, the left hook, and then when he couldn't land to the head because you know Kovalev was too tall, he would just throw vicious body shots. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing happens here. I think I I just think that Bibble will be more successful earlier, would be more aggressive earlier, and I agree with you. He is a front runner, but. And, and he, he is, and he isn't a front runner. I think it's just, um, these Europeans are so robotic in the way they fight. It, and Canelo is so good, and Eddie, you're so good to analyze this, that they will download the data and be like, hey, switch this up. Do this. Do that. This is how we're going to take this guy down. Yeah. You know? Because the thing is, Canelo's watching. Canelo's in the fight, of course. Eddie's watching, and when they both convene in the round, they're like, hey, what do you see? Oh, I see this. All right, let's do this now. Let's implement this game plan. And I think that's what you're going to see. Yeah. Canelo Alvarez, ninth round TKO. I think he stops the bigger man. Wow. He stops him. Yeah. There's, there's nobody. He has respectable power. You know, for him, you know, he's he's brought up his power from 154 to 175. He's brought it, but he's mm-hmm. been smart with it. He doesn't. He doesn't chin check motherfuckers. He breaks them.
2: He breaks them. Yeah.
1: He doesn't chin check him. He doesn't. You know, try to go in there like, oh, I'm gonna punch you. And no, he breaks you. He opens you up for those shots. Yeah. Smart. And I think that's what happened. I think Canelo wins. So I got. I got ninth round TKO. TKO. B-Ray got decision. Yeah. For this Saturday night's mm-hmm. light heavyweight bout for Canelo. September next. Mm. September fight. <laughs> Triple G. Uh man, for Bibbo, I'm assuming the zone gave him a consolation prize and a f- another fight on the zone for a good payday. Like Kovalev. Yeah. True. I think that's what happens.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think Canon also made comments saying that he kind of, of course, of course, he's gonna give Bibbo some credit, saying that he's sort of
1: kind of like Kovalev and Triple G. He said, "Well, he is because of the jab." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, but the thing with that is the variety of jabs and the speed of the jab. Yeah. Bivol very robotic, and like I said, he'll Canelo would buy this by round four would download the data and make the adjustments. You even said it too. Mm-hmm. The difference is you, you're saying that it's gonna be it's gonna go the distance. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I, I think the urgency of Canelo is gonna be this guy's hitting me. This guy's banked a couple rounds in. I think it. I think on the scorecard is gonna be competitive. Mm-hmm. Wow. In the ring, it's gonna be different. And like I said, I think this is the first time in a while that we'll probably see Canelo pretty bust, not busted up, and
3: yeah.
1: a little marked up a bit on marked the, up. a little yeah, bit marked go. up because you'll yeah. be eating stiff jabs. Yeah, he'll probably eat a right hand or two. You know, the only way this fight goes goes the other way is if the Bivol really studied the Kovalev fight and, and actually early in the fight mm-hmm. shows Canelo this is like heavyweight. You better respect my power. Yeah. <laughs> you better respect me, cabron. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I keep you know like that. If Bivol can land a right hand to make Canelo second guess coming in, then the fight becomes uh, uh, the only way I can. I'm sorry. The only way I can see this going to distance, if Col- if Bivol hurt that hurts him, but lands a good straight right hand on Canelo to make Canelo think twice about coming in. Yeah. If if Bivol cannot land the right hand in the first four rounds. The fight's over, and Canelo Canelo implements what I'm thinking he's going to do. Yeah. That's simple as that. Canelo still wins. It just depends. Is he going to win your way, which is decision? Decision, Uh uh-huh. Or is he going to win my way by TKL? I'm leaning more TKL because I don't think he'll throw the right hand. Canelo's so quick on the trigger, the counter. Yeah. This guy's so quick on the counter, I think. And that's why Kovalin never threw. He was just so quick on those counter shots to the body mostly that Kovalin was like, nah, I'm good. I could win this fight with the jab tonight. Yeah, and I think Bivol will notice. Well, Bivol will start seeing the seeing that like, okay, you know, I, I have more success on the jab than throwing the right hand. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the right hand down. Yeah, I'm gonna put the right hand. Back. I'm, gonna put the, I'm gonna put the gun in the holster and just use my jab all night. But when you're only throwing the same fucking jab, <laughs> Canelo figures you out. Yeah. But like I said, if if he lands a punch, I can see this going the distance because Canelo would have to have respected him and have to take a step back and be like, mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta watch myself against yeah. this guy. But if he doesn't, fuck no! I think Canelo <laughs> runs him right over after round four or five. But we'll find out. I'm gonna watch the fight, of course. On uh, I'm gonna be in the city of Paramount. I got a birthday ah. party to go to, so I'll be watching the fight in Paramount. So this this week will be No Whittier Fight Club. No Whittier, no. Whittier no Whittier Fight, fight club. club. Nope. Uh, I'll be here, probably out doing something. Uh, yeah,
2: me watching the new Doctor Strange movie. There you go. So yeah. we'll,
1: be, we'll both be out, but of course we'll be back next week to yeah. recap. Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. Which, uh, wow. It's it's um, an interesting fight. It's pretty interesting. It really is. It's pretty interesting. But I'm still waiting. I, I guess also too, part of me is like, I'm still waiting for, you know, he gets with that opponent, man, that for sure just has a lot of power. Yeah. I'm just waiting for that. I mean, someone he, that causes for oh, like this is a big threat. I'm not feeling that much with Bivol yet.
1: Like I said, if he can land the right hand, who knows? Bivol might have that one little change up. Me, maybe. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Again, he's Beth. not fighting Kovalev. This is uh,
2: this is a, this is a difference right here, man. He's not fighting Kovalev. He's fighting a pretty good, decent fighter. And at, at 175.
1: And like I said, I think they made the proper adjustments, and I think they're coming. They're here more prepared for this division yeah. than they were the first time. So I think you're that's why that's why I say ninth round. You're ninth gonna round. see it, yeah. All we'll right, ladies and gentlemen, At the end of this episode. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening, downloading this episode. Don't forget to give us a five star rating. It helps with the visibility of tonight's episode. It keeps the lights on for us. Don't forget to go to the uh, Rambling Network store. Get your merch. We got hoodies. We got t-shirts, tank tops coming soon. Um, get them while they last. We're working on a new logo, yep. new design for the show. So these uh, shirts might be a vintage now. Might be, Might, be Might be a collectible. Might um, be a collectible. Might be a collectible. Just to make the announcement, we'll be back to do Whittier Fight uh, Fight Club for Tank Davis versus Rolly Boy Romero, which mm-hmm. is May 28th. We'll be back for that fight. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back on YouTube, so keep an eye on that announcement as we'll be back. I'll have special guest for that fight, of course. But uh, anything else you want to add, B. Ah, right? uh,
2: no, I just want to say thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode, and can't wait to be back next week.
1: And uh, we're recording on Cinco de Mayo, so to all our Mexican fans, happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Drink Cinco responsibly, because I won't. And don't forget to tune into the Ramen Alcoholics episode two hundred eight with my special guest Chris from the Kickback Podcast and Fidel from Talking Again Podcast, and Mr. Lou's on their show too, of course. <laughs> but uh, tune into that episode. Other than that, we'll be back later. What you just said